Welcome to the Candid Creative Podcast with Manda and Liz, where we're all about growth, innovation, and keeping it candid. Tune in every week for sharp insights and real talk on the creative business world. Stay ahead of the curve with our mix of expert advice, industry secrets, and inspirational stories. And remember, your next idea is just one episode away. Uh, bots on Instagram that write me constantly. Yeah. Nothing pisses me off more. So this this chick's name is Charlotte underscore IG underscore likes. <laughs> Her name's Charlotte. And it's just like a picture of it, like an attractive woman. And the first message she sent me said, free trial. <laughs> Hello, I would like to offer you to try our service to promote your profile. We offer likes, views, reach, saves, followers. We do not need your password or any other data. It's safe. Thanks to our service, you can attract a much more interested audience. As evidence, I'm ready to show you a, in all caps, in a different font, free test. What do you think? I never wrote back, obviously. And, and I thought Instagram had put something into place where you now can only DM someone who hasn't accepted your DM once. And if they don't accept it, you can't DM them again until they accept it. I've definitely not experienced that feature. (laughs) Yeah, it's a thing. And I don't, maybe it's only for high profile people or maybe it's, I don't know. But then she wrote me again today and said, hello, she, I like how I'm saying she, she's not a she, she's, they wrote me again today and said, hello, for some reason you didn't answer me. (laughs) Like you're as a bot, you're trying to guilt me <laughs> to replying <laughs> to your DM. For some reason, you didn't answer me. I understand that you receive a lot of such messages, but I'm really ready to prove to you that our services work. I'm ready to show you a free like test for your last post, or you can test followers, video views, reach saves. It is safe and does not require any information. Do you want to try? And I'm like, stop, stop writing me. I don't stop is there anything after that nope she hasn't written me again but i have so many of these in my dms it's not even funny i block Um, them though i just block them because they do just keep messaging me and i know it's not like i need to look at them but i do like to not feel like i'm cluttered with unread things that's true i do block a lot of them actually i just have been lazy i think lately um we're gonna get into our second half of this two podcast series about um, branding, personal branding versus branding, branding, what business branding, (laughs) branding, branding versus branding, branding. branding. (laughs) Um, And I will just say at the end of this, we won't dive into this right now, but I did have one of my main co-monthly members DM'd me um, and they sent me a post that a photographer had posted and they said, I'm dying to hear your opinion on this. And I was like, oh, that's not something I'm going to post openly on Instagram. You're going to have to wait for like a live call for me to talk openly about Or we'll just broadcast it across the nation on a podcast. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) That's the only way I'm okay with talking. I I just feel like it's one of those topics that I need to be able to like openly express. Like people need to hear me talk about it. I can't just like post a five-carousel mm, post on it. Otherwise, I would get my head ripped off. So anyways, we will talk about that at the end of this podcast. Ooh, I'm excited. Okay, well, let's talk about personal branding yeah. and 
if you didn't catch the first part of this, make sure you go listen to it. We talked about our definitions of it, personal branding versus business branding. We talked about if you don't want to have so much a presence like your face on your brand, then to go with business branding and how you can create a strong business brand. But today we'll be talking about if you are willing and able to show your face, how that can create a much more engaged audience, an audience that trusts you. And we'll talk about how to build a strong personal brand. Yeah, I would definitely say too, if you if you didn't listen to last week's episode where we talk about business brand, definitely go back and listen to that because we also go through what the difference between these two types of branding is um, and how to position yourself within each. And our what started as our differing opinions on what a personal brand looks like like where I think now we're probably much more on the same page. But um, so make sure you go back and listen to that if you haven't already. But kind of diving straight in as far as having a personal brand, like Alyssa said, if you're willing and able to incorporate your a personality essentially into your brand, how beneficial that can be. And I think... We both agree that, again, marketing has changed so much over... I mean, Jesus, the last year, the last three years, the last five years, 10 years, I mean, just exponentially it has altered. And now more than ever, people I think really connect to people and they trust a face and they want to see um, like a, a human behind a brand. And so if that's something that you feel comfortable doing, even if it's not something you feel comfortable doing, but you're willing to give it a try, I think we both feel very strongly that it it's probably the fastest way, I would say, to, to grow your business. Do you agree? Yeah, I think it's the fastest way to increase engagement and across the platforms and to create interest and to build trust with your audience. I think it takes a lot longer for people to trust a brand that doesn't have a face or a personality, personality to connect to. Mm-hmm. You know, people need to buy your product to almost like trust it without a face. And then you might see, oh, this is a great product. They have good customer service. It's a good product. I trust it. But it's kind of hard to convey that with just your product. It's possible, like we talked about in the last episode. But when you're able to show your face, your personality, you're giving your audience something to actually connect to human to human. And humans want to connect with other other humans. So it just makes it easier for to draw people in and to engage them, get them to like you or not even get them to like you, but help them choose whether or not they like you yes. and then to then trust you. They also will not like you and that's okay. And that's okay too. Yeah. I think um, like we said a little bit last week, regardless of what direction you go with how you brand yourself, you have to have something that makes you unique. You have to have something that makes you stand out if you want to have like a really successful business. And by incorporating your personal self and your personality, you're sort of by default, you are unique. You look different. You sound different. You have different thoughts and opinions than other people. And so it sort of, I think, can fast track people connecting or not connecting to you. Whereas if you were to have a business brand and you decided like my, you know, 
determining feature is going to be the fact that I use blush and everything. And that's, it's going to be my aesthetic and that's what's going to make me stand out. That can take a year to establish, I think. Whereas if I decide to just say, you know what, I'm just going to like show up every day and I'm just going to talk straight to my audience. I'm going to tell them my opinions and my thoughts and what I stand behind. And I'm just going to tell them what my brand message is instead of making them figure it out over the next year. I think it can like exponentially... What's the word I'm looking for? (laughs) Increase your growth. Astrack, yeah. Astrack. Astrack your growth. growth. (laughs) I think that that one of the biggest challenges people may run into in doing this is letting their personalities come out. Mm -hmm. Because I think people really see other personalities they admire and they're kind of like, oh, okay, like that's how I should act. That's how I should talk. Those are the jokes I should make. Those are the little nuances I should have. And I think people are almost like, when you give them this task of like, let your personality shine, they all, I think it's really common for people to not even really know who they are, how they shine, because um, the majority of people, I think, just kind of want to fit in. And mm-hmm. that's what they've been doing their whole life. It's like a survival mechanism. Mm-hmm. And then you tell them, don't fit in, stand out, be yourself, be your unique self. They're just like, they are, but I think it's hard for them to identify and be comfortable with it. Yeah. And it takes a lot of, if not confidence, then, you know, fake it till you make it type of confidence. Like you really have to, it's scary. I mean, that's scary. Mm -hmm. It's, we both have been teaching on a platform and talking in front of people and, and, you know, coaching people forever. And I still, if I get like on a live call of any kind, I still have so much anxiety going into it. You know, when I record a video to post on Instagram. First off, it's the last thing I want to do. I absolutely hate recording myself (laughs) and putting it on Instagram. And it still takes me like six tries to get comfortable. You know, Mm. I think it doesn't matter how long you've been doing it. It it might feel really uncomfortable. And I don't think I've ever talked to someone that it doesn't necessarily feel uncomfortable for. Does it feel super comfortable for you? No, but I I kind of like before I started a business, right as I was starting it, I was observing people who had the success that I wanted to have. Mm. And I observed that they didn't have any more magical quali- qualities or they didn't have any more magical like qualifications or magical skills. What they really had was like um, delusion about themselves. <laughs> and I was like, I need to be a little delusional. I need to just like let go of all these doubts about myself, just embrace myself and see what happens. Um, And so I definitely still cringe. Um, I was telling Manda, I have no idea if this is going to be in a, this past conversation was recorded or not, but I was telling Manda, I was just watching back some of our podcasts and I can't stop using my teeth (laughs) for my M's and my T's. I need to start using my lips because my teeth are constant, are just like star of the show over here. So, you know, it's hard not to be self-critical still, but I also never let it stop me post something. Like, yeah, yeah, it's, I'm kind of hard on myself. I think everyone's hard on themselves about Mm -hmm. how they look or whatever. You're just critical of yourself. But my number one rule is fine, like fine, observe it, be critical of it, but it's not going to stop you from showing up. Like you're still posting it. You might hate how you look that day, still posting it. Yeah. I think at the end of the, like at the end of the day, being able to separate the fact that it's your business and it doesn't need to feel super 
personal. Like show up, say your opinion, talk, do what you got to do and know that like you might not like it. Other people might not like it. And then there's a whole host of other people that will like it and connect with it. And at the end of the day, it's your business. Like post it, move on. And at the end of the day, no one, I mean, I don't think my ideal audience needs me to have smaller teeth and plusher lips to learn from me. <laughs> plusher. Do you? Let me know. Send us a submission. If you want me to have smaller teeth and plusher lips, if that would make it easier for you to watch me talk, I can work on that. <laughs> She's not going to work on that. <laughs> but I do think, I don't know, almost like disassociation can work really well for that. Like just putting all of your thoughts and insecurities out of your head for just a moment and just being like, I'm just going to post it. And I honestly think like the more you do it, the more comfortable you become with it. I mean, again, three years ago when I used to film a main monthly course, holy shit, it would take me so long just to get started. I'd be like, hey guys, Mm, hi everyone. Mm, hey, hey. <laughs> or I, I mean, man, if I had all of my blooper reels, I, I would be cracking myself up right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's true. I mean, I think, I don't know if it's like, I don't know if you get more comfortable with it. To me, the way I think of it is like, you just, you realize how much it doesn't matter. Like you yeah, exactly. just care less. You're just exactly. like, it, like, whether or not I say hi, hey, or hello at the beginning is not going to move the needle one way or the other. Mm-hmm. But the fa- me showing up every day is going to move the needle. So whatever it takes to just show up. And for me, like, I I put on mascara for everyone today. If you're watching YouTube, you're welcome. You but usually, <laughs> usually makeup is just not a priority for, for me. Although I do like when I show up on video, I like how I look better with makeup. Mm. But at the same time, it's still low priority. So usually when I'm when I need to record a video, I don't have any makeup on. Yeah. And I will never let that stop me from posting. I'm just yeah. like, well, maybe I need to figure out how to put that in my routine. But for, <laughs> now, for now, I'm just gonna show up how I am. <laughs> yeah. So I think we've made a really good point to you, you know, you you might not feel comfortable with this, but uh, showing your face or showing up in one way or the other. Okay, so that being said, if you don't want to like get on social media and talk constantly, I don't necessarily think that that's something you need to do. Again, it depends on the type of product you have, what you're trying to sell, um, what audience you're trying to connect with. I think also... So when I was first building Main Co. Creative, which as you so painfully made clear in the last episode, used to be called Sumo Events. (laughs) Um, Honestly, a huge part of my content was for a solid like year uh, was a lot of photos of me working um, and a lot of photos of me with Johnny. I mean, honestly, it was very, way more personal than it is now. But I, I think that that's a huge way that I grew my business. I like honed in on the fact that I I like people and I like connecting with people and I'm an extroverted person. And um, I felt like it added a really personal touch to what I was doing. And that was really important for growing my business. And so I used it for the growth of my business. I have since then altered my audience, like who I'm trying to attract. And therefore I've taken myself out of it personally a little bit. But such a huge difference that that made for May & Co. Creative. And same with May & Co. Monthly. 
I would now say that Maine Co Creative is more of a business brand, whereas Maine Co Monthly is more of a personal brand because Maine Co Monthly is literally... And I use those to kind of piggyback and um, I guess ramp the other one up. Like if you want to see my business side, you go to Maine Co Creative. And if you want to see my personal side, you go to Maine Co Monthly. Right. And I use those to market for each other in that way. Um, but Maine Co Monthly is a much more personal brand. And that's because that whole brand is meant to be built around people trusting or wanting to hear what I have to say about things. Right. And that's, you know, the power that I guess I've harnessed within that brand. And you have something similar. Yes. Yeah. Flowering Minds is definitely more my face. List Lytle is uh, to be decided. <laughs> Design Co. I will say though, like you were saying, you built your planning business, Main Co. Creative, more with your face and you've changed it since then. But um, a big part of me growing my floral design business, which no longer exists, was including people in the process of building out our shop. And I was showing my face a lot more then. Right. And then it became just flowers um, yep. just because I didn't have anything to say, but I kind of transferred everything I wanted to say over to Flowering Minds, which was more to florists. Yeah. It's like only so much you can say to a client. Clients don't really care. I don't think like wedding clients, engaged couples don't really care to hear all of your thoughts about the industry or about whatever. No, they just yeah. want something beautiful and a business that feels professional that they can trust. Exactly. Um, so again, we've said you could go both directions, but but nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but was the end of my sentence. Okay. So we've talked about showing your face consistently. And then we also mentioned you don't have to talk to the camera every day. There's different ways you can show your face consistently. Obviously, using Instagram and TikTok are great ways to market your business and they're free and they have a huge reach. But finding a way that you're comfortable with that works for your audience engagement. So, you know, I've seen painters out there who will literally just start with their back turned to the camera holding a painting and then they just like turn around and they're just holding a painting and that's all the video is. But people people are seeing their face, they're seeing their work. The engagement is huge on videos like that. So mm -hmm. I would just say find a consistent way you feel you can show up. Yes. If you're like, I have to make a 30-minute video every day, like you're not going to show up most likely to do that. So make it doable so that I you can that, be consistent. That's such a good point too, because I feel like, and honestly, I think I, I see a lot of people in the creative industry who I think it's like someone told them, you have to show your face and you have to talk to the camera and you have to tell people what you're doing with your day and how you're doing it. And again, I think that's fine if it aligns with your brand. But here's the thing. If you're trying to book like luxury weddings, if you're trying to work with people who have $2 million to spend on a casual Saturday wedding, they don't care about your morning routine. They no. don't care about how stressed out you were at your wedding last night. They don't want to see your disheveled hair when you wake up and you're like, I just had the craziest week. They don't, they don't care about that stuff. Mm -hmm. So you also have to think about like, who are you marketing to? Like right. who is going to want to see that of you? If I was going to show my face now on Main Co-Creative because of the clientele that I work with, 
and want to continue to attract, I would make sure that I was probably like super well kept <laughs> and, um, you know, was wearing something specific and looked specific and was in a specific place and was talking about a specific thing and um, held myself a specific way. Like you, you also have to do it in a way that aligns with your brand. So all yeah. of that to say your whole point of like, there's different ways you can show your face that aren't just you hopping on and like talking to a camera. Right. You can get creative with it. You can do other things that show your face besides just like you talking about your day. Right. And talking head videos right now aren't even doing that well. So honestly, I wouldn't recommend that for most people. I think that people just want short, entertaining clips. They want to see your beautiful designs. We're talking to a lot of creatives right now. So if you're a photographer, if you are a cake maker. I'm like, what do cake people like to be called? Like, you're not just a baker, are you? Cake. um, Artist? Artist, probably. Probably. Okay. (laughs) I'm always like, cake people. I know that's probably not what you want to be called. Baker. (laughs) So much more than a baker, though, you know, when you're designing (laughs) these crazy cakes. Anyway, you just need to figure out a way to showcase what you create along with yourself. And they can be quick clips. There can be music. You know, it could just be you holding your creation. It could be really simple things you can that are very easy to replicate on a daily or, you know, every other day kind of basis to make it really consistent. Mm-hmm. Just make sure it aligns with your brand. Again, I think a lot right. of, um, there's like a lot of business coaches out there who are like, just show your face, just talk about what your day looked like. Just, you know, just get on there and be real. And that's all good and fine. But if you are not your ideal audience, if you're not the person you're trying to attract, then maybe rethink how you're showing oh. your face. Yeah. And Manda, you're in a really unique position in in highlighting that point because, you know, you are getting hired by luxury clients who have millions of dollars to spend. Yeah. So that is a really important point to make for planners um, specifically because you're working with the client. Most of the other vendors are working with you. Mm-hmm. Okay, but that being said, if a florist got on and started talking about like just looked you know, a mess and was eating a burger and was talking about what their day was like arranging flowers, I'd be like, okay. You know, it, that also... I don't know. You hired me. You... <laughs> you my shtick shtick is like, I'm an artist. I can look like shit. I'm an artist. In all I'm- fairness, <laughs> artists get away with like... I know. Artists can get away with it a little bit more. Yeah, if you're good totally. at it. If they're good at the craft. Totally. Okay, if you're not I- good, you better be blow drying your hair. Okay, so someone who I could call out as doing really well, um, Rachel from Siren Mm -hmm. Floral. She has, she's like such a sweet person and is so much fun. And all of her videos, like they're calming. She shows a lot of her face of her like designing and whatnot. She doesn't, even if she gets on and talks, she sounds like well put together. Mm -hmm. She doesn't sound like a, whatever. Anyways, Whatever it is about the way that she decides to show her face has like a calming nature. It has a mature nature. It makes me want to work with her as mm-hmm. opposed to if someone rolled out of bed and was like, I'm yeah. a shit show. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which I understand that we want to be relatable. Like relatable mm-hmm. a lot of the time it does equal trust, but you still have to think about who you're trying to relate right. to and keep that in mind before you start getting on and telling me about your weekend. Yeah, I'm not big on the personal stuff. Like I don't think I don't think you should use Instagram to vent 
Mm-hmm. I don't think you should use it to complain. Mm-hmm. I think that you can you can show things that aren't perfect, such as your studio. Look how messy mm-hmm. my studio got after this wedding. Now here's a time lapse of us cleaning it up, or you know stuff like that. For sure. But definitely, I do like it's a little cringe, cringy when people get on and they go a little too TMI. That feels really unprofessional. It just feels like a lack of self awareness. What'd you say? Unprofessional. Yeah, it feels like, it's like a lack of self awareness where you're like, mm, can I trust you with this big event? Because this does not look like you have your shit together. Not that you would be perfect, but yes, exactly, exactly. So I think for florists specifically or photographer, I think people really underuse just videos or photos of them working. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be talking to the camera. Exactly. Just set up a tripod of you you know, photographing your clients or something. Put some That's, music over it. And yeah, good to it go. works the same. And it, and it, again, like connects you to what you're doing. And I think it's very under Right, and put words that say like in the, at the office or something like that. A photographer, yes. there you go. There you go, photographers. Take it, Video use it. Taking photos, do a little filter mm-hmm. at the office, some music. That's it. That's you showing your face. Exactly, exactly. So uh, I think a way that I probably show my face like Omeyanko Monthly, another good way to show your face, like we're just saying, you don't have to just have a video of you talking to the camera. Um, I have really professional headshots and it's like the majority of my content on Omeyanko Monthly. Not because... Here, my, I guess my thought process on Mayanko Monthly is I can show tablescapes of my work all day long, but you could also just go over to Mayanko Creative and see what my business does. I want you to be able to like know who I am as a person because Mayanko Monthly is a very personal, like we're saying, it's a very personal brand. You have to really um, at least somewhat enjoy hearing me talk and looking at my face because that's what most of the videos are. And so that's what I'm going to use on my social media platform a lot. And I have invested in getting really, you know, professional headshots. Um, and that's a way... I don't even have time if I wanted to get on and like post myself talking. Or, I don't have time for that. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I, I mean, have to find a way to show people my face without actually getting on and and letting them see my face. Right. And doing that, like having maybe quarterly headshots, a quarterly little photo shoot gives you the... First of all, you can bring a few outfits, you get the great photos, but then you can also create B-roll when you're doing that photo mm-hmm. shoots and get some iPhone footage to use for reels. They can literally just be five seconds long. Like I don't do, I take my own headshots because I don't know. I don't know why, because it's easy. I can do it anytime. It sounds amazing. I would do that I too. Time for my phone, or my camera and... Um, do them occasionally. And then I'll also set up my phone and I will literally just have it, my phone recording for like 15 minutes. And I'll just like walk across, I'll change my shirt, walk across again. I don't make a bunch of different videos. I just make it one because it's really easy for me to find. It doesn't take up a bunch of little windows in my... Oh, good call. Good call. Just like a ever... Yeah. Yeah. And then I just open that when I want to make a reel, scoot the little slider over to a new little section and um, it's it can just be five seconds because that's what's working best right now anyway. Mm-hmm. And it could just be walking across the screen, looking, smiling, and then put some words on there and you're done. So it doesn't need to be complicated. That's like bulk content at its finest. Mm-hmm. Batch making, batch content, that's what people call it. 
Yeah, batch content. Yeah, but just like literally in one recording, just one doing video. Yeah, throwing a shirt on, throwing a jacket on, throwing a hat on. Just you keep having more and more clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I changed the backdrop, but then I also use the video where I'm changing the backdrop. So Yeah, you can use everything. You can yeah. use everything. Okay, so what is our last tip? It's all about triggering people. <laughs> <laughs> um, but really, it is about identifying one way that makes you different that's really memorable and that helps people connect with you is identifying kind of what is a norm a standard, something that's considered a standard in your industry that you are against and talking about it. And obviously that also highlights what you're for, but people really get like connected and things start clicking in their minds when they get told something they are assuming has to be a certain way. You're telling them it doesn't have to be that way. And that's your consistent messaging. And it makes you very, very, very memorable. Yeah, I would definitely say um, and again, it it kind of weeds out the people who are probably not your ideal audience anyways. And I don't think... Okay, so if you're a wedding planner, I don't think... You don't need to get super controversial with this or anything. But stating your opinions on anything, even if that's something like, I love long tables versus round tables, or I prefer outdoor venues versus indoor venues. Some people will not agree with that. But the client who does agree with that is you're going to connect with them right off the bat. And if you're selling a product, um, whether it be digital or physical or, or a membership or anything like that, again, trying to connect with a specific audience and, and when you can relate to someone on something and especially because (laughs) this might be a hot take, but you, you can't, you, you can't say a lot of things nowadays without, um, getting in trouble in one sense or another by one person or another. (laughs) And so um, I think when you're brave enough to be able to say like, hey, we're all kind of thinking this, (laughs) I'm going to be the one to say it. You know, again, don't, you don't have to be controversial, but my best, like my most engaged posts on Manco Monthly are absolutely the posts where I've just talked about like, look, this is just how it is. And this is, you can have a different opinion, but this is how I feel. And I know that there's a million people out there who feel the same way as me. And so, you know, think whatever you want to think, have your opinion, feel free to share it. I think that takes a lot, you know, it takes some tough skin probably, but it definitely helps with the people, the audience that you're wanting to attract being attracted to you. Right. You definitely need, you can't just be like, I hate candles. That's my stance. (laughs) But um, because there's clients want candles, they don't really care if it takes you a long time to clean the glass. But (laughs) um, I would think if there's anything that basically you can say that some people disagree with, like for example, in Flowering Minds, I say, you know, you don't have to have 10 years of experience to start a floral design business. Like you can learn, you can practice. I don't believe in the old guard where you have to go get an AIFC or whatever it's called, diploma, or I don't even know what it's called, certificate. And that makes older florists who've been florists for a long time uh, frustrated. But it also brings a lot of new florists to me because they're like, oh, good, you're not going to judge me like because I want to start a business and I'm newer. I say, no, let me give you the tools. You don't have to get anyone's permission. That's basically, basically my statement is like, you don't need anyone's permission. There's no moment where you're ready. Like it's up to you. 
Yeah. There's no gatekeeping. Don't you also run into a lot of pushback when you talk about using floral foam versus organic material? Yeah, but I don't even care. It's like, that I is like so, so crazy to me. Much I'm not saying it because I'm like, ooh, here's a polarizing. I'm just yeah. like, I don't know why you're arguing with me. <laughs> but, but that's what I'm saying. It's not like, you don't have to try to get... Right, no. That, just say your real opinions. opinions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then someone will disagree with you. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, don't try to appeal to the masses. Just truly state if it's a helpful... If you if you see value in a perspective that you have, yeah. share it. If it's going to, in my case, like I don't think people should be using floral foam. It's plastic. It literally causes cancer. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know why we're arguing about this right now. (laughs) um, And people say, well, it's my business. I have to have these designs clients want. I say, you don't have to use them. You just don't know how to not use them. You Mm -hmm. can just learn, like literally Mm -hmm. just learn. You just don't know how. Therefore, you don't think it's possible. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's to me, not. I'm not trying to be polarizing. I'm just saying like, let's not harm ourselves and let's not cause a bunch of extra plastic waste we don't need to. I'm not super judgmental about it. I don't, that's the other thing. Like I'll share the opinion, but I am still professional about it. Like there's yeah. I have plenty of Flowering Minds members who use foam. They post yeah. about it in the group and we always say, they'll say, you know, where can I get this kind of foam? And the Flowering Minds experts that I have on staff will just say, we always recommend Ocean Pouch, you know, the things that are more envi- environmentally friendly. But if you're not ready to use these, you can find this here, 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 here. You know, yeah. we're not like kicking them out of the community. Right. But we'll just make it professionally clear what we suggest. <laughs> yeah. But at the end, so at the end of the day though, I mean, again, that's part of your personal brand is you being able right. to like share your opinions and, and your beliefs. And some people aren't going to like it and some people are going to like it. But either way, I think that that... It just establishes your brand mm-hmm. better. Makes it memorable. More yeah. Memorable. And it yeah. brings the people in that really connect with you because you're saying something that maybe other people aren't saying. You're saying something other people are too shy to say, whatever it is. And so you get this following that is very, very um, connected to you. They feel very connected to you. Exactly. Yeah. Precisely. Yeah. I think that wraps up the personal branding. Did you have any final thoughts on that before you give us the tea on this Facebook post? (laughs) Um, No, 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 no. Yeah, I think think basically, you know, to sum up everything, there's different ways that you can brand your business. You don't have to be scared of one way or the other. And like me and Alyssa have both said, having a personal touch to your business or your brand will probably help you grow a lot faster. And there are different ways to do it besides just getting on and, you know, talking to a camera every day. You just have to be committed and be creative and understand that it might feel uncomfortable at times. But, you know, owning a business is uncomfortable at times. So don't be afraid to, you know, try one way or the other. But there are other ways you also don't have to have a personal brand. You can also dive into business branding specifically. There are lots of ways that you can brand for your business. But in this day and age, I think we both agree that having some kind of personality behind your brand will probably help you grow faster. Yeah. And at at the end of the day, whichever route you decide to go, just be super consistent and go all in. Mm -hmm. Exactly. All right. Dish it. Okay, so at the beginning of this podcast, I mentioned that I had a Manco Monthly member... DM me and I get these 
often um, where people essentially are just like, what's your opinion on this? What do you think about this? Because actually, like we're saying with personal branding, you know, social media is such an interesting platform where you can use it in so many different ways. And I think a lot of people actually use it to like, backhandedly sort of or underhandedly, I don't know, sneakily like bitch about certain things, but they like want their audience to know how hard they work or what they do here or how they, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I don't think that that is a good way to... I don't like that. People are like, the client needs to know. The oh. client needs to know the whole process and how hard I'm working. I'm like, no, they don't. No, they don't. It's not I your problem. Don't. That's why they're hiring you. Exactly. <laughs> and they don't have to think about that. Exactly. And I think it's one thing to be like, hey, here's what goes into what I do. But when it's it's put as almost like a guilting thing to your clients mm-hmm. is what I think is like kind of absurd. And um, yeah, if the client's like, why is this labor line so high? I think it makes sense to be like, well, here's what this is exactly. covering. Exactly. And there's a difference between educating and bitching or complaining or guilting or, you know what I mean? There's like different things. I don't think anyone should, none of us should be bitching about what we do for our jobs. We're lucky we get to work. We're lucky we get paid to do it. Like, don't bitch about it. If you want to educate so that people understand so that, I don't know, you get less pushback on a labor line, then have at it. But don't, you don't need to complain about it. I mean, I'm sure that... If you're complaining, you don't like doing it, then don't do it. Yeah, or just shut up. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's how I feel. It's like, you shouldn't be running a business you don't like doing. Have a different contract. Have different rules around what's allowed, what clients are allowed to do, or you know what I mean? Have boundaries that protect you from feeling frustrated or don't do it. Yes. So I feel like I get a lot of um, DMs from, and just so everyone knows, planners generally really uh, were just like super people pleasers. I mean, most people in the creative industry are, but planners especially generally are either twos or eights and sometimes ones. And they really want people to like them. And so even when they have an opinion, they tend to not say it. And so I feel like I get a lot of messages that are like, what do you think about this? You know, (laughs) or wanting me to like make a whole post about it because they know that I will. And (laughs) this specific DM that I got, I was like, no way am I making a post about that. I will be ripped to shreds. (laughs) So no, but I will openly talk about it because I'm not afraid to talk about it. (laughs) And I have opinions, but they're not bad or good. And and I'm self-aware enough to know that if I make a carousel, people will look at it very black and white. Tell us what they said. I just feel like I need to preface. You prefaced. Okay. All right, all right, all right, all right. right. (laughs) Feel feel free to cut any of that that you don't (laughs) want necessary. Okay. So basically, a planner sent me this reel that a photographer posted saying, reasons your photographer's turnaround time is so long. Creative burnout. These are the reasons why a photographer's (laughs) turnaround time might be so long. Don't you understand I'm tired. (laughs) (laughs) I'm tired. What can you not wrap your mind around around that? (laughs) Have you thought about how tired I am? (laughs) Has that even crossed your mind? (laughs) Sorry, go on. (laughs) Okay. 
So create a burnout. You want your photographer to feel, to care and want to edit your photos. That's what you should want as a client is for your photographer to want to edit your photos. Is that related to burnout? That's like explanation. Okay. The same slide continued. When we sit down and edit without inspiration, we deliver poor quality work. Okay. I'm bored. (laughs) Thank you for this $10,000 for your photos. However, I'm I'm not bored. Because I'm tired. tired. (laughs) I'm a little tired. I'm a little bored. And I'm going to get, I'm going to need you to inspire me a little more if you want these photos back. (laughs) Or or wait for me to be inspired if you want good work. Otherwise, you're getting poor quality work if you want these in a timely manner. Um, in In a creative industry, it's almost impossible to be a constant, in a constant state of inspiration. Next slide. Hilarious. We are working on other galleries, both preview and final galleries. If we are not in front of the computer editing, we are at in the studio shooting other sessions. We are meeting deadline after deadline behind the scenes. We feel guilty about the fact that we haven't gotten your gallery yet when we know that you are waiting. So... This client, the clients who are waiting forever to get their photos back, they need to keep in mind that the photographer they booked has overbooked themselves Correct. irresponsibly. Correct. <laughs> and you need to allow for as much time as needed mm-hmm. for this photographer mm. to catch up on work that they irresponsibly booked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got it. Mm-hmm. Literally, my first thought when I read that was I was like, why don't you just charge more and not book all your studio sessions and then deliver galleries when you promised you would deliver them? But okay, can, continuing on. Yeah. Work-life balance. This one's good. Our work-life balance is different from someone who works nine to five and only on weekdays. Most of us are also parents, which nine to five people aren't parents in case also, you're wondering. that's not anyone's problem. Exactly. That is not an excuse to not do your job. I was just about to say, that's funny, because I was just about to say from the last point they made, that would be like me saying to my Flowering Minds members, like, hey, everyone, so glad you're here. I won't be giving you any new content for the next two months because Django's having a really hard time sleeping. Yeah. That's my four-year-old. So I'm really tired. You understand. I'm tired. I can't deliver you what I promised. I don't feel like doing it. I'm tired. I've got a child. Yeah. And I just... I'm bored. What do you want from me? Yeah. So you're just going to wait for it. If you can't expect it to deliver what you've paid for when I'm tired. I'm tired. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Most of us are also parents who work from home with children, interrupting us for snacks, play breaks, or to check on their schoolwork. All of this, all of this, while keeping track of their other daily activities. Oh my God, this is so unprofessional. It's... Yeah. Welcome to the world. That's literally what running a business is like. I have a child. I have businesses. I have to drive Django everywhere. I don't sleep. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm pissed one week out of every single month. Yeah, (laughs) at least. Tired another week out of every month. (laughs) I have one... My follicular cycle is the only time I like working. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Imagine... Expecting my clients to just deal with it. <laughs> oh my gosh. 100%. Sorry, I'm not in my follicular or phase. I mean, not cycle. Look, I'm not in my follicular phase. Therefore, I won't be able to edit. I just don't feel inspired. Yeah. Right. I'm bleeding. 
<laughs> and I'm bleeding. Um, we have so much more work than it seems outwardly. I don't think anyone thinks you're not working. I don't you're think booking, you're overbooking yourself. Yeah. It's not fair for you to say you have too much to do. Therefore, you can't be expected to fulfill what you've been paid to fulfill. Exactly. That means you have to stop booking things. Yes. You need a new system. You need to hire employees. You need to hire assistants. You need to have a babysitter, whatever it is. Yep. Like if you're selling something, mm. you need to deliver it. Period. And no one cares. Yeah. Why? And should they? It's not, not their problem. That. What you need to say is, oh, shoot, I'm learning. Mm. When I have kids, I can't book as many weddings as I used to. Correct. I can't do things the way I used to do them. Exactly. So I'm going to have to change some things. Yeah. Not inform your clients of yeah. why it's okay. It gets better. Wait, it's not done. Okay. <clears throat> we don't clock in and out. We are answering emails past midnight. Like again, have boundaries. No, then. we are Don't not. <laughs> I can tell you, no, we are not. You are. <laughs> we are blogging, <laughs> planning your sessions, <laughs> sending contracts and invoices, collecting your prints, preparing them for delivery, and yes, keeping up with social media shenanigans for our business. Shenanigans, all, just yeah. marketing. Yeah. We also... <laughs> We also clean the studio and do laundry. Just normal human things that everyone on the planet does. It's almost done. In that case. Well, in that case. So if, it, if sometimes it seems like we, quote, aren't doing our jobs, unquote, from what, correct. <laughs> from what we share on the internet, just know that we take breaks at different times. But we do deeply care about you and want to deliver the best quality work for your family. I mean, I think the heart, I think the intention was good, but I think it's, it. this is, I have no idea who this was written by, by yeah, the way. I don't either. told me. And um, so if this person is listening, we have, I have no idea. I'm sure you're lovely. But to me, this says, this person has such a limited perspective on yes. their self. Yes. And their systems. Mm -hmm. And I see this a lot in florists where they're like, there's only one way to do this. Like floristry isn't about making money. You can't make good money as a florist. Floristry is stressful. Floristry is this. It's like, no, floristry, your business is whatever you make it. Mm -hmm. If your business is stressing you out, it's not, it's not the fault of everything around you. It's your fault. <laughs> Yeah, you can change. You, you create have control. it. Yeah, yeah, you have control over over what your life and your business looks like. It does not dictate what things look like. You dictate. You decide. Right. You decide. And if you can't book session after session because you have one, two, three, whatever, however many kids, yeah, you say, okay, how can I create something more scalable with my skills mm -hmm. that isn't weddings and sessions? Mm -hmm. Maybe it's a digital product. Maybe it's. Um, Whatever, once people sell packages of their filters or whatever it's called. <laughs> their filters. Resets. Their filters. Toaster filter. Do you remember toaster? We have, we have no photographers <laughs> listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but, or also even, I mean, truly, and I got to this point, but uh, double your prices then. Double your mm -hmm. prices, take less work, and, and you know, to have a better work-life balance. What's that? Say, Say no, no. To, yeah, 
get mm-hmm. an, get a babysitter, get an assistant. Assistants don't have to cost a lot of money. No. There's assistants out there who will answer all your emails every day. Mm-hmm. It takes them an hour and you can pay them $15 an hour. Yeah, absolutely. You might get some hate for that, but there's people out there who love a virtual job from to work from home. Yeah, yeah. And can um, answer all your emails. You don't have to answer emails at midnight. What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, yeah, it definitely never, I am never, never more than 10 days out. Most weeks I'm blah, blah, blah. I do this full time. <laughs> so, the comments of this, honestly, the comments of these are always the best. Someone said, I am never, never more than 10 days out sending um, edits back, I assume. Most weeks I am cleared by the following Thursday. Yes, I do this full time. Yes, I provide every image captured. And they are provided a full capture resolution. This person's response to them was, woohoo, congratulations. We're so very happy for you. Here's to you with a cheers glass. Do you think that's sarcastic? Yeah, it is for sure. Of course it is. Um, Actually, so many of the people who commented on this were like, this sort of sounds like you need help and you're really overwhelmed. <laughs> anyway, and I'm not even, you guys, I'm not even, I'm not saying this real to like, again, I don't even know who this photographer is. This was just sent to me. But I do, again, this is, in my opinion, not the way to go about personal branding because you are not in that. You have you have to consider all sides of what you're saying and how you're saying it. And that's the type of post that sounds like you are just bitching and trying to get people to feel sorry for you because you're not doing a good job at managing and your business. You're unorganized. I would never want to hire you if I saw that. I wouldn't be like, okay, this person's tired. I should hire them. Totally. (laughs) No. You know what else I think is funny that people do? And a lot of people do this. So I'm sorry for like 90% of the audience who's going to be annoyed at me right now. But... um. When they write on their stories, like all of everyone waiting for an email back, I'll get back to you soon. Like my my computer's broken, or yes. um, I'm taking a personal weekend. I'm taking a person. Hey everyone, I just gotta go to the movies today. Like I'm gonna get back to your emails tomorrow. I promise. Like I just I gotta. I'm, I'm like, who is watching your stories? Is waiting for an email. A hundred percent. I highly doubt anyone send them a quick email. First yes. of all, freaking just answer yes. emails it takes an hour. Or put an autoresponder on. I'm sorry. Or it just takes me yeah. a lot longer to, to reply to my, I mean, my email. Well, my I, email I mean, I don't mean full, I don't mean like full responses. I no, mean, send sure. an email and be like, hey, ETA for response on this, whatever. Yeah. If you have like hundreds of emails, no, no but I, put an autoresponder I, I, I on. Agree. Yeah. I'm not even disagreeing with you. I'm full, I'm saying I get a shit ton of emails and I don't go more than three days re- without resp- replying mm-hmm. to everything. And if I know that something will potentially take longer than that, I put an autoresponder on that says like, hey, um, we take up to 72 hours to respond. So just hang tight. I will get back to your email. And I also don't feel like I need, I, and this might just be the way that you should should or shouldn't set up your business, whatever you want to do. But it was really important to me to set up a business where I didn't have to tell people that I wanted to take a personal day. Like if exactly. I want to take tomorrow off, I'm this just going to take off. Yeah, I don't need to don't post need to tell on Instagram. People. Or like, sorry, I can't answer emails because my car broke down today. It's like, no, just, no. Just don't answer emails. <laughs> this is not <laughs> how you... Yeah. Everyone does this though. Like literally I've seen everyone, everyone do this. Like, everyone. This is so weird. 
<laughs> everyone. I think I also I think there's um some kind of misconception that if they're putting something like that, that one, it actually shows that they have boundaries. And two, it shows that they're like busy and have I a think life. That's one reason people around. do it is being yeah. like, I'm booked, just so everyone knows like I've got a lot on my plate. Exactly. And I, I think they make it, it almost gives them like cred to be like right. You know, I'm I'm just taking some time to be, you know, personal this weekend. And I promise I'll get back to all of my emails on Monday. And I'm like, right. how many? Yeah, I would suggest instead of doing that, if you are, if you have a bunch of emails you haven't responded to, so obviously an automated responder wouldn't work if they've all, if they're already sent. Yeah. I would either let people know if it's, if it requires a long response, let them know when you'll get back to them. So they at least feel tended to get yes. an assistant. Again, you have an assistant who helps with emails. Yeah, I have an assistant absolutely. that helps with emails. Yep. And that means I don't have to look at every single email. They just answer the ones they can and then I see the rest. Yep. Or sometimes they'll even just like text me an email they don't know what to say to and I can yeah. just text them back. Yes, like, this, or an urgent one. Work. It's really mm-hmm. easy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that terribly expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Fine, share your day off, but you don't need to make it like excuses. It just is unprofessional. Exactly. Share your day off. Just like this is what a florist does on like what I love doing on my day off. Like share it from a positive perspective. All this negativity is though like Yes. Educate people and excuses and stuff. It's just a turn off. Yeah. It's not the same thing. Education and negativity are not the same thing. Mm-hmm. Be self-aware. All right. Well, thanks for sharing that tea. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, everyone. Thanks. Tune in next week for when we talk about a surprise. Either one of us know. And surprise go to us too. <laughs> head over to www.candidcreativepodcast.com if you want to submit anything or hear our po- our feedback and thoughts on... Do you want us to tell you why you're wrong? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Tell us some juicy client stories. We love reading those. Love juice. Tell us hot, not hot. Tell us, um, what is it? Uh, Unpopular opinion. Oh, unpopular opinions. Tell us that. Tell us that. Unpopular opinions, client stories. Um, You can ask questions. We can give you our opinions. We always give our thoughts out of love. We do laugh. We we might seem like we're scoffing, but we love (laughs) you. Oh yeah, no, hundred percent. Come, come, have drinks with us, and we we'll scoff at ourselves. Time. So, yeah. everyone's um, fair also, game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, also, if you guys, if you don't want to go to our, our website um, and email us, you can also just go over to at Candid Creative Podcast on the Instawebs and you can DM us. You can shoot us a DM, and it will not be an automated response. It will for sure be either myself or Liz responding to you and or taking your thoughts and opinions and questions and sharing them for the world to hear. So you can send us, you can send us voice memos too. Yeah. Always anonymous. No this one's the longest outro. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's been fun. Until next time. Stay, Bye. stay oh. candid, you creatives. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening to the Candid Creative Podcast. If you haven't remotely found amusement in what you've heard today, go ahead and show us a little love with that five-star rating and subscribe to the show on whatever platform you so desire. Continue following our journey through all of the modern medias, including Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Just search for at Candid Creative Podcast. 
And last but not least, if you're dying to hear our thoughts on any hot topics, unpopular opinions, or maybe you just need some good, solid, no BS advice on what to do in your day-to-day, head over to www.candidcreativepodcast.com and submit all of your deepest and darkest secrets to us. All submissions are always anonymous. Thanks again, you guys. And as always, keep it candid, creatives.